friend, it is an honor to be in your ears today. My name is Brandy, and I run an indie bookshop called Daisy Chain Book Company in Edmonton, Alberta. Today, we are talking on the Bookshop Chronicles about the three stages of a reader's experience. Those three stages are the getting of the books, the having of the books, and the reading of the books. Now, you know here I'm okay with giving permissions for all sorts of things. I don't believe in guilt or shame for reading. Come on, it's supposed to be fun. So it is okay to say most of us are usually good at two out of the three of them. And there is no finger pointing here, myself included. Okay, so let's talk about the first one. The getting of the books. Okay, we love this part right? We do. We keep lists on our phones. We have active TBRs that we are adding to on the regular. We take screenshots of books. We follow BookTok and BookTube and Bookstagram. We are all over the socials. Wherever we see a book, we're like, boom, that one goes on my TBR. Ooh, she likes that book. Boom, that one goes on my TBR. Celebrities who have their own book clubs have become book gurus like crazy. Oh, she says that book is good? Boom, that goes on my TBR. Okay, so we have our own bookish communities too, right? Book clubs, friends, neighbors, family, people who are recommending books, and those are also being added on our, oh, I think I'm going to have to get that book list. It is true. We make lists because readers are wildly optimistic about the reading that they are going to do in the future. Possibly, <laughs> maybe they're more optimistic about the books in their future than the books they are currently reading. That's true, but we will get to that in a minute. Okay, so all of these different lists that we compile as readers are part of the getting. This is the research we do. We take this very, very seriously. We have lists galore, don't we? I do. My hand is up. You can't see it. But my hand is totally up. And I also love taking those lists somewhere where I can browse. So let's talk about the physical getting of the book. When you go into a bookstore and you let your eyes wander through the shelves and you let your fingers browse the back of the books and you open it and you let that book tell you what it's all about and then you consider it. Hmm, is this book one that's going to go home with me? I don't know. Okay, and then you think about that with the next one. That whole process is so soothing. It's meditative. It is beautiful. You can take a stack of books. Put them in your arms. These are ones you are considering. You probably will take them. Let's admit it. But right now, you're just considering because you haven't fully committed yet. That is okay. Okay, so now you're wandering around the store. You got a happy stack in your arms. Your body's doing a little happy sway. You're feeling pretty good because all these books from your TBR are now in your arms. And aren't you just successful at this whole thing? Look at you go. Okay, so now you've taken your stack and you go and you put it right down on the counter. You are paying for your books. You have this, I can't wait to get these books home feeling. I know, I see this on your face all the day long. I love that look on your face because I have that look too. When I go to a bookstore, that is exactly how I'm feeling. You have carefully chosen. You have claimed these books as your own. You have paid for them. Now they're in a bag and you are going to take them home. Oh my gosh, the getting of the books is so fun. 
there is something about it, isn't there? There is the browsing, the considering, the holding, the buying, and then the taking out. Okay, I know, we love it. We just love it. Having books is a very, very beautiful thing. So here are some books that I have on my TBR that I'm going to be looking for very, very soon. The first one is called Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. That is her new one coming out, and I cannot wait to put that book in my own two little hands. The other one is called The Particular Sadness of Lemon Cake by Amy Bender. I've heard good things about this. I'm highly intrigued. I love me some lemon cake. So yeah, I'm excited about that one. And then I'm also looking forward to reading The War of Art, Winning the Inner Creative Battle by Stephen Pressfield. I'm always thinking as an entrepreneur how I can really dive into the creative process and bring out something that is really fun and interesting into my business. I can't just take that for granted and say, oh, well, I guess it's just going to happen naturally. Sometimes you have to research and you have to figure this stuff out. I will be reading about this kind of stuff all the time. I'm never taking it for granted. So that book, high on my TBR. Very, very excited. All right, let's talk about the second part of a reader's experience. The having of the books. Okay, I love looking at my own bookshelf. Do you? Do you love just standing back and going, ah, and looking at your shelf and feeling just so darn satisfied at what is on your shelf? I kind of love it. I'm, there's got to be a word for that, right? There just, there really should be a word. So you've taken your books from the store to your home. Now you have that beautiful moment where you get to put those books on your shelf and introduce them to your bookish family. You organize your shelves. You have a little bit of shelf love and you sort them and you move them around and you clean them and you take pictures of them. And we do all the things because having books is very, very pleasing. It just is. They're fun. They're fun to look at. They're fun to hold. They work really, really good as decorations. They're just so great. Okay, so we organize them in all different ways. We color code them. We do them by genre, by author, by series, by biggest to smallest, whatever we do. And then you know what? Hmm. We reconsider, we take them all off, and we reorganize them because we kind of love this whole thing. I know, I get this. Okay, here's the fun thing that I also love about bookshelves. They display all of the different stages of your reading life. So if you have kept books from different parts of your life, you can look back and see, oh, I love the Sweet Valley High series. That just takes me right back. Oh, I remember my whole Shakespeare phase, my philosophy phase, my Victorian literature phase, all of it. Do we all not have a bunch of Calvin and Hobbes books on our shelves? I mean, yes, right? Because no matter how old you are, we all go back into a Calvin and Hobbes phase. That is just a staple. Raise your hand. Is it just me? No? Okay. Okay, so the fun thing about looking at your shelves is seeing all the different things that you have loved and how your reading life has grown, how it has changed, and how some things remind you of what you used to love so you could rediscover them again. So I'm a big fan of keeping books on my shelf that I used to love because what if I decide to go back to it? It's a really beautiful thing to look at your shelf and see all the different things that you have taken in over time. All right, the other thing about it is somebody came into the store and they were telling me about the Impress You shelf. I did not know this was a thing. However, 
Some people have an impress you shelf where they put the very high intellectual books, the philosophy books, the very deep books, the Tolstoy, the Dickens, the, the classics, because maybe they have absolutely no desire to read them, but they want people to think that they are very smart and well-read. <laughs> this kind of makes me laugh. Your shelves can be for so many reasons, y'all. Let's not limit what books can do. All right, so the other thing about it is you also get different ideas of how to organize your shelf and how to display your book stacks from social media. There are pictures all over the place, people doing flat lays, people doing book stacks, all different kinds of things that you can do just to play with your books. This is fun. This is just, it's like book Lego. We're moving them around. We're stacking them in this way and that way. Here's like my green stack. Here's my YA stack. Here's my series stack. You get the picture. Some people love doing this. This has become a super big deal. And the selfies with us holding the books, that is also a super big deal all over social media. So if you want to get some inspiration for that, fill your boots. There is no end to it. So some of the books that are on my shelves that just give me so much pleasure have nothing to do with what I'm currently reading, but they are just a little bit of my bookish history. For example, my Lucy Maud Montgomery collection. I love this stack of books. They will always have a permanent place on my shelf. They are old copies of Anne Green Gables, Lucy Maud, Maud Montgomery's journals, all, all the books that she has written that I have in all different covers. I love these and they are so special to me for a lot of reasons, but um, I love the fact that these are here because it says a lot about me. All right, I also have my favorite children's books. Books I read to my kids, books that were read to me when I was little, these are just sort of special because when we were foster parents, it's always helpful to have books that you can pull out that you know you can count on. When kids come to visit you and they just want something to do, I love having a book there that I know is going to be good. I think it's fun too to think that maybe someday my grandkids will have these books, you know, just, just saying. I also have an incomplete collection of Nancy Drew books. For so many years, when I would be going out somewhere, I kept a little list in my wallet of all the numbers of Nancy Drew books. And if I saw them at a garage sale or a flea market or something, I would check my list to see which ones I was missing. And even though I own a bookstore, I still do not have all the Nancy Drew books. So I may or may not complete that collection. I don't know. But I love all of the yellow spines and I love remembering who Brandy was when she was reading those. That really motivates me to get out of my comfort zone and rediscover a love for reading when I'm kind of feeling in a slump. Because the Brandy who read those books and devoured them voraciously loved reading, loved storytelling, and was never ever shy about making time for books. That is the kind of reader that I want to be again when I'm feeling in a little bit of a a dry spell. Well, that sounds like a really good segue into our third stage of a reader's experience, the reading of the books. Yes, okay, this is the goal. You get the book, you have the book to read the book. Yes, we do not always get to the reading of the books. There is so much guilt and the shadow of uh, embarrassment or shame or whatever it is that some people have about this, 
I have said it before, I'm going to say it again. If this is your first episode of the podcast that you're hearing, please, please pay attention. A book that is sitting on your shelf is not judging you for how long it takes for you to get to it. If you never get to that book, that book is unaffected. It is not holding it against you. It doesn't care. So all the feelings that we have about, oh, I have this book, but I haven't read it yet. That is on us. That really has nothing to do with the book. And you know what? Maybe the book that you got today isn't for reading today. You know how sometimes you can go to your shelf and there's a book that's been there for quite some time and you pick it up and you think, okay, I'll give this one a shot. And it is the perfect book at the perfect time. Now you did not know when you bought that book eons ago that it would be perfect for you right now. So let's just keep an open mind and think that whenever you get to that book, hopefully it'll be the right story at the right time for your life. It doesn't have to be today. Let's stop putting so many rules on it. You know how I feel about this. It should be fun. It should be free. And if you buy the book because you want to have it on your shelf so that you can choose it or it's there for you to consider choosing, that is fine. That is no problem. When it comes to the actual reading of the book, you sit down with that book in your favorite place or wherever it is that you can get that quiet moment and you just get to sit and absorb the story. There is something so pleasurable, so satisfying about reading. It takes us away. It inspires us. It gives us wisdom and all sorts of goodness. We need this. We need things that we do, especially when the world is hard, that gives us a moment where we can just sit shut everything out, we can focus on this book, and we cannot invite distraction. Because if we're reading on a, a, a screen of any kind, whether it is a ebook reader, or it's on your phone, or whatever it looks like, if you are on a screen, you are probably linked into something that will pop up information, you're going to get an email notification, whatever it is. So you are inviting distraction and interruption. If you have a paper book in your hand, you can only do that one thing. It is very meditative. It is so good for your self-care, for your body, for your sanity. Oh my gosh, so good for your sanity. Because it is one thing that we can do that we do not multitask while doing. If you listen to an audiobook, and I'm all for audiobooks, I think they're great. But if you listen to an audiobook, you are very likely also doing something else. I think multitasking is awesome, and I think that there is definitely a place for spinning all the plates. But when it comes to reading, it is totally okay to give yourself entirely to that book for the period of time that that story demands your attention. If you can sit and just tune everything out for a while and let that book tell you its story or inspire you or teach you or guide you in any way, you are doing something so, so good for yourself. Your heart rate slows down. Your breathing slows down. Everything calms down. So not only are you reading a book from someone else's perspective, Maybe you're learning more about social awareness and about becoming a better human, but you're also doing something so good for your own self-care. Do we not hear the term self-care a whole lot lately? Well, you bet we do. And you know what? Reading a book is good for you. 
take it from Brandy. Say, Brandy told me I have to sit here and read this book. It's good for me. Yes, it totally is. Reading a book is good for you. It's not only calming and meditative and all those good things, but it also really stimulates your imagination in ways that other things don't. When you sit and watch something on a screen, parts of your imagination do not have to kick in because it doesn't have to imagine anything if it is being shown to you on the screen. I remember seeing images of uh, a reader's brain when they read a book and how it just lit up. All different areas of their brain were on fire. They were tuned in. They were engaged. It was so vibrant. And then it showed images of somebody who was watching uh, a show or a movie. And there was really not that much going on up there. <laughs> no judgment for watching shows. I, I do it too. But I'm just saying, if you want to engage your brain, books are awesome because it really asks your imagination to get to work and put on a show. It's pretty wicked awesome. And as you know, readers love to make lists. So when it comes to reading of the books, we like to record how many we are reading, how far along in our book we're reading, all the different things. There are so many different ways we can track and log our reading, whether it's on Goodreads or an app or an Excel spreadsheet or whatever it is. Communicating what you're reading and having some sort of a log of what you're reading makes you feel pretty good. So right now, the books that I am reading are The Soul of a Woman by Isabel Allende, which is amazing. I will tell you more about it when I finish it, but right now, amazing. I am also a little over halfway through Crossing to Safety by Wallace Stegner. This is the buddy read that we are doing at Daisy Chain Book Company right now. I'm going to be doing an update on Instagram about that book so we can talk about it and engage our conversation style about this really incredibly well-written book, which I'm so grateful to have found because somebody on a podcast talked about it, right? This is how we are collecting all of our book ideas, you guys. They're coming from everywhere. Okay, the other one I'm reading right now is called The Girl in His Shadow by Audrey Blake. If you heard last week's episode, I talked to Jamie Fixon and Regina Saroy, who are the co-authors, also calling themselves Audrey Blake, um, who wrote this book, and it is good. It is historical fiction, and it is just, uh, I'm not going to say too much. Okay, all I'm going to tell you is I'm really enjoying it, and I'm not quite done yet, but I will keep you posted when I finish. And then the other one I've just recently started is called Disgrace by J.M. Coetzee? Coetzee. I think I might be saying his name wrong. I'm sorry, J.M. Coetzee. I might be saying your name wrong. Um, but that one is a little bit of a darker, heavier read that I've heard incredible things about. That is not a new book. You know that I very much like backlist titles, so I'm excited to read that one. Okay, so that is what I am reading. Please send me a message. Tell me what you are reading. I cannot wait to hear. So these are the three things. The getting the books, the having the books, and the reading of the books. We are very good at usually two out of the three of them. And please, please, y'all, don't have any guilt about the one that you are not great at. Probably it is the reading of the books, because that is the one that seems to have the most guilt attached to it. And let me get you off the hook for that one. You can relieve yourself of that guilt because you are investing in that book for another time of your reading life when it will be the perfect book. Maybe that is next week. 
Maybe it is next year. Who knows? Who cares? It doesn't matter. That book is on your shelf looking damn good and it is just waiting for you. So don't worry about it. No guilt. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode, you guys. I really appreciated you being here. There are some more really fun bookish conversations coming up in future episodes. And at the bookstore, we are getting so excited to launch our Young Readers program and some other fun things. You'll just have to stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, I love that even just by listening to this podcast, you are already investing in your vibrant reading life. Aren't readers just the most fantastic group? Yeah, yeah, you totally are. You are vibrant, you are exciting, you're optimistic, you want to learn, you have empathy and compassion and new perspectives, and you're just so imaginative and creative. You are the best. I kind of love my reading community at Daisy Chain Book Company, and I love this podcast community. The messages I get from you all are so exciting and so different because keep in mind, this podcast is being listened to now in nine different countries around the world on a regular basis. So we are hearing from people who are reading all different kinds of things. Some people who are still doing bookshop on wheel journeys and they are discovering all different kinds of titles and authors. I think this is the most fun. So thank you so much for tuning in and please tell your friends about this podcast, rate and review the podcast so that people can hear about it and we can just keep this conversation going. This is great. And as you probably noticed, we do not have any ads on this podcast. This is a one woman show, y'all. It is just me, one bookseller, midlife, gray hairs, trying to figure this stuff out. And I don't have any sponsorships. There's no producers. There's no fancy anything. Nobody's mixing and editing this except for yours truly. So I'm trying to keep this as simple and organic as possible, which has been really, really fun. But that also means that it doesn't rank up in the algorithm popularity like some of the big flashy podcasts which is fine. I am not a big flashy kind of person, so that's okay. But what really matters to me is your reviews, your comments, your sharing and telling people that you think this is worth their earpods time. So please do pass it along. If you liked it, tell them. If you don't, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> oh my God. And whatever your reading life looks like, be relevant, be generous, be unforgettable because readers will change the world. I hope that your reading life is extraordinary. Until next time, bye.